0: more in American history, has there been a greater gulf between what parents are expecting for their kids to learn in school and what is actually happening in public schools in America? My name is Dan, and I'm one of the teaching pastors of Life Fellowship in suburban Charlotte, North Carolina, and this is Life Talks. And today we've got two very, very special guests with us, Melissa Gibbs and Nicole Bryan, and they are doing something which I'm which I'm so excited about. I've been looking forward to having them on this podcast for, for, for several months now. Um, I'm so impressed and I'm so invested, interested in. They are starting Ambassador Christian Academy, which is going to be a new Christian high school in Huntersville, North Carolina, that's going to be serving the area of North Charlotte and, uh, you know, the uh, the the uh, western part of Cabarrus County and then the Lake Norman area. Um, you know, if I if, if I had high school kids uh, and I lived 20 miles away, I would still have this school on my radar. Because when it comes to investing in the future of our schools or our students, not just academically, but spiritually and, and, and socially and, and in so many other areas, Christian education is one of those things that I think has to be a high priority. So I want to welcome you, Melissa. And Nicole, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: So, okay, I'm I'm just going to be just frank and honest. You all are moms. Mm-hmm. Your uh, Melissa, your kids are are now adult. They're out of they're out of the nest. I mean, there's some still getting their education, but yours are still in high school. And Melissa yes. has four children. And Nicole, you've you've got two boys and a girl. And um and and Nicole, you you've been a very successful attorney. Your husband's a very successful attorney. Um, Melissa, your last name is Gibbs, and mm-hmm. I mean, we, we don't hide from that. But it, you're you're far more than your family name. But you are your family name as well. Sure. And so you you were married to J. Gibbs, who was the president of, of uh, Joe Gibbs Motor Racing, mm-hmm. uh, who went to be with the Lord five years ago, yeah. um, and and so but you've you've been a, a full time mom. You're a, you, you you work a lot with with uh, charitable organizations. You work a lot with, and I've gone blank on the um, young life, young life. I don't know why I would go blank. <laughs> on that. And 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 Nicole, I mean, it's common knowledge around here. I hope you don't mind me saying, you've been fighting cancer. I mean, you you have you and you didn't fight it just once. You had a recurrence of it. Um, both of you are at that stage in life. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you could have just said, "I'm coasting." It's pickleball <laughs> time. <laughs> I'm just, coasting. Yeah. but these. I'm I'm, I'm serious to, to my listeners. I would say w- when you look up the definition of superwomen in the dictionary, you're going to find Nicola and Melissa's pictures there because they are they are forces of nature. So, w- what what is behind your passion for this project and and your interest in particular in having a christian high school in the lake norman area.
1: I'll tell you the genesis of how it it came around and you're at the cutting edge of it. But um, as you mentioned, my husband did pass away and it was something that we knew was coming. And so in advance of the empty nest and widowhood, I realized I was going to need to develop a life for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to school and got a degree in school counseling. And at the time, my greatest hope was to work at Huff, where my kids had been to high school and um, started in 2018 and got out in 21. And in the interim, there was 2020. Mm -hmm. And that's when the wheels kind of came off societally and specifically within schools. And parents were yelling at school board meetings and there was critical race theory and mask mandates and uh, pronouns and all kinds of things going on. And I realized that the the public school probably wouldn't be very excited about me and I wouldn't be a great fit for them and began to look around at, you know, where is an excellent Christian school up here. You know, what are my options? And just quickly realized that we don't have a lot of options. And so I thought, gosh, somebody should start a Christian high school specifically Mm -hmm. up here. And so the first person I came to was a man named Dan Burrell, (laughs) because I knew he was very passionate about education. And I thought, gosh, would our church want to start a school, and um, your answer?
0: That, that, that conversation didn't go real well. It was not no, but most certainly no. Right, <laughs> right. I'm too old and 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 uh, and, and 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 smart. Well, don't tell <laughs> me that, Dan. <laughs>
1: Uh, but that's really how it started was the idea of, of, of noticing that there was a, a, a need and someone should fill it and trying to talk with other people that I thought could take this idea and do something with it. And then in pretty short order, realizing, oh, wow, is that, you know, am I supposed to do something with this? Is mm-hmm. this me that the Lord's tapping? Mm-hmm. And so pretty quickly after that, a mutual friend suggested, hey, have you ever asked Nicole, and of course, Nicole and I knew each other from being at church here. And so I sent her a text and just said, have you ever thought about starting a Christian school? And she said, I haven't, but I will now. And it wasn't two weeks before she wrote back, I'm in. Mm -hmm. And that was it. We just started doing things. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to describe that early process. We just started doing stuff. And then next thing you know, you've done enough things and strung them together, and you've made a path towards starting a school.
0: Yeah. Well, Nicole, and you're integral to this, I remember a conversation not only with Melissa, but with you. Um, Tell tell the audience a little bit about your journey toward this great faith attempt.
2: Well— I would say it probably started back in 2011 maybe that's before I was diagnosed with cancer the first time and I know I've shared both with both of you but I just felt like after hearing a sermon here at church I walked away with my notes thinking what have I done for the lord what have I really really done mm-hmm. and you know in in my comfortable life here in Lake Norman and not long after that I was diagnosed with cancer um, as you mentioned, it did mm-hmm. metastasize, so I had a, a, a battle with uh, stage four cancer, and and frankly, the prognosis that was given to me at that time was, you have a thirty percent chance of being alive in three years, mm-hmm. and so at that time, I thought, you know what, I'm being called to suffer well. Mm-hmm. I will suffer for Jesus, and I'll suffer well, and um, I really thought that probably that would be the end of my life. But during that time, after I finished the main part of my cancer treatment. I really felt a call from the Lord to go to seminary. So I started at Dallas Theological Seminary after that, back up just a little bit, my background's in law. Um, Mm -hmm. So as you mentioned, my husband and I are both lawyers. We had a thriving law practice, but I felt called to go to seminary. I did that, the same sort of question resurfaced after seminary, which is, okay, I'm still here. Speaking of, that was also crazy because I think Probably my mom and my husband were the two people who said, that's not crazy. <laughs> Everybody else said, you won't even live to survive. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to survive to finish seminary. So mm-hmm. why would you do it? But I really felt called to do it. So I got out of seminary, and the same question resurfaced. Like, what am I really doing for the Lord? Like, something big, mm-hmm. like Paul. What am I really doing? So I began teaching teaching. Um, I have a passion for education. I've taught lawyers and paralegals and community events and things like that my whole career. So I went into teaching at a a Christian school. And within two weeks of of teaching in high school, I remember texting my husband, Callan, and saying, okay, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is what I can do big for the Lord. This Mm -hmm. is my passion, um, Christian education. And so it Really, the Lord just kind of paved the path for me. So when Melissa texted me and said, have you ever thought about it? And I said, no, but I will. Went home and talked to Callan and he said, I can't believe that because you literally just told me that you want to dedicate the rest of your life to Christian education, high school. Um, so it was an easy yes for Melissa. And so um you know as as she said we just started meeting and it, we just did the next right thing mm-hmm. um, and we 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 both really felt pretty passionately about the lord calling us to this place and, and preparing us for this really throughout our whole lives so yeah.
0: Well, you know, one of the one of the cool things, that, and, and you know I'm passionate about education as well. I have three college degrees all of are in education. And um, I, I used to lead a large association of Christian schools. One year we were looking for a theme for our annual training conference. And uh, I, I, re, I remember about that time that there was a lot of people that would say something like, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought about that and I said, yeah, you know, that's true. There's nothing more powerful than a mother's influence. But I said, if there's a number two, it is teachers. And so that year for our theme was the Hand that holds the. And this has been a while. So that, <laughs> the hand that holds the chalk. Nobody uses chalk anymore. Yeah. But the hand that holds the chalk shapes the future, and 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 I really believe that education is one of those integral um, callings that really allows the current generation to shape the next generation, how they think, their values, um, it, their, their mindset, their mentality, their philosophy, and their worldview. When you all are are, are thinking about your school, and, and I want you to tell us a little bit about it, you know, where is it going to be, the name of it, uh, um, you know, how broad is it going to be? Uh, but when, when you think of of the opportunity that lies before you. What was the thing that kind of said, I'm in, because this is the mission that, that I feel God has called us to?
1: School is a mission field. And if you look at the landscape of teenagers right now, it is the saddest, most anxious, um, most confused generation on record. Mm. And so it feels like school can really speak into that for kids just because the sheer volume of time that a kid spends in school. And if you add on to that extracurricular activities afterwards, you have a tremendous influence. And so it does feel like the most natural way to impact a hurting generation and show them where real hope and peace lies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicole, let me ask you on, on that same kind of question, but also is, so why not just make it a private school? Why, why is it going to be a Christian high school?
2: Well, very good question. I mean, I, I don't think either one of us would have just started a private school no. that's not a Christian school. So that mm-hmm. really is the main focus and mission and vision. Um, the name of our school is Ambassador Christian School. You know, and our vision is to launch ambassadors for Christ into all spheres of influence. So that really is at the center of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, as Melissa said, you know, there, this generation, especially, we've, we've, um, walked away, you know, as a country, as a society from, from faith. And we know, I mean, having gone, both of us gone, gone through very difficult times in our lives, that Christ is the whole, um, he is the way. And, and we know that if we can model that and teach that for children, that we give hope, to the next generation mm-hmm. of um, of students, so we wouldn't have we would not have started just a private school. We really felt called to. Mm-hmm. to this is kingdom work, mm-hmm. um, and we feel really passionate about really really helping the next generation know um, and discover Christ, and also. You know, in our vision to amb- to launch ambassadors into all spheres of influence, one of the things that we're super passionate about and is a distinctive of ambassador Christian, is that all of our students will go through pretty extensive aptitude testing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's to help them discover how God made them.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. And it's ironic that you say that because I'm prepping right now for next Sunday's sermon. Which it'll already be over by the time this this podcast hits the air, uh, but the the idea of identifying your aptitudes, God's created us uh, in a certain way, and when we find when we find those aptitudes, it helps us to be able to focus on our future and our purpose and why we're here and what difference we're supposed to be making. In the same that He gave you a love for young people and a love for education, now He's brought it to this moment. So Melissa, I quite frankly I, I don't even know if you remember this, but I do. Um, it was. Uh, I I had been preaching here one Sunday and I, I was quoting from uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians where, where it talks about "And how then you are ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. And you walked up to me and you had written down Ambassador Christian, and you said. It, and I don't remember whether it was just like it moved in. I mean, you had already decided that and, and this was just confirmation yes. or whatever. But you mentioned it to me in the lobby on your way out. Mm-hmm. You said, look at this name mm-hmm. like that. So t- tell us. Ambassador Christian, where's it going to be? Who's it for? Give, give us some of the, the meat and potatoes of it, would you? Right. It
1: is just a high school um, and it's in Huntersville on 73 as you leave Huntersville heading towards Concord. Mm-hmm. So within a 10 mile radius, we are hitting all of those um, areas of North Charlotte and West Cabarrus and Lake Norman, as you said. Um, We're looking to have a a full capacity when we're totally built out somewhere in between 800 to 1000 students. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to have the economy of scale to be able to offer the all the advantages of a small Christian school with the faith based education, the values driven culture with the big amenities and social experience and extracurriculars that the public school has to offer. And that's what's missing up mm-hmm. here. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. So that is our hope, is to blend those two things so that parents don't have to choose between one or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So let me just kind of ask you the, you know rapid fire questions on, on this. So when you think high school, it's more complex by far than an mm-hmm. elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, are the kids that graduate from Ambassador Christian going to be college prep? Absolutely. Yep.
1: Yeah. We'll have all the APs and um, we will have, um, you know, an academic track for the kids who are really excited about college and, um, you know, that academics are there gifting. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of kids that fall into that category.
0: Mm-hmm. So a lot a lot of learners, um, mm-hmm. right brain and left brain, right brain team tend to be more, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, creative uh, more interested in fine arts left brain tend to be uh, more emphasis more emphasis on um, uh, athletics uh, or, or or sometimes like math science those kinds of things depending on so are you are you going to have a program that leans one way or the other or ha- how are you going to be looking at fine arts versus athletics science versus the arts or, or so forth
2: well we're really excited about our facilities we have over 28 acres we have a building that's over 80,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. We have a two commercial kitchens. We've got a basketball court. And to the arts question, we have an auditorium that seats over 2,100 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the largest auditorium in this area for sure. So we're excited because of the facilities that we have and because of our mission and vision, we are going to have paths for all students. So we will have um, a really robust arts program. We will start off year one with um, 18 sports for men and women. I mean, nine for men and and nine for women. And we will also start off with some industrial arts classes. So, for example, one of the classes I'm super excited about is our students will have the opportunity to build a factory kit car, like a hot rod from Mm -hmm. a kit. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just a little taste of what we're doing in the industrial arts. We have plans on our campus to build what we're calling the Workmanship Center. And that will be for um, more industrial arts and, and those 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 students who have giftings or want to explore, you know, more opportunities to, to work with their hands or to build or to create. It might be welding or robotics or cybersecurity, those types of offerings. So we're really excited because we we feel like we're going to have offerings for every type of learner, and every type of student.
0: And I, I can't tell you how absolutely thrilled and excited I am about that concept. Um, and, and, on, and you all know me, but I'm not necessarily all the listeners know I'm a university professor full-time. Um, and I, I believe in higher education, but not every kid should be going to college. Not every kid can go to college. And a lot of kids are going into college and going into massive amounts of debt to earn degrees that will provide them no practical way to earn their living long-term, or in, in some cases, to even pay back the debt they've accrued because. It, if you if you accrue 120,000 dollars uh worth worth of debt and 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 you want to be a museum curator or a uh, elementary teacher or preschool teacher or whatever you, you can't do both yeah mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be saddled with this debt whereas while people are buying houses you're going to be paying off your student debt for years and, years and years and years and years so to hear you all talk about 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 these issues of, of uh, you know, mechanics, working with your hands, and the, because that's the thing that built America. I right. mean, America was built by hard work and laborers and character. And, and even a, philosophy, a spiritual philosophy of work says, you know, whatsoever my hand finds to do, I'm going to do it with my might. Um, there's honor in, in work and integrity in work that I think sometimes we've so emphasized the value of a college education, we've missed this. Uh, I'm really thrilled about that. I'm also thrilled about your emphasis on the fine arts when you when I hear you all describing the 2100 seat auditorium, I envision school plays and uh-huh. concerts and music and, 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 and public speaking. And I always used to say this when I was in, in education I would say this in 20 years, all of the athletes in your that graduate from your high school are going to be sitting on the couches with be- beer bellies, <laughs> eating Cheetos. <laughs> all right They're not going to be still out there on the football field. But here's the bottom line you teach a kid how to sing, how to play an instrument, how to do public speaking, how to write well. And in 20 years, that could be their career. That could be that, or even better, they're doing that in their church on Sundays. Right. And And, And they're able to continue that. And I'm not against one or the other, but I'm saying develop both sides. And you all seem to have that philosophy. Well, talk to me about. Worldview, if you could, and we're gonna we're actually gonna have another episode where we'll talk about some of the more philosophical areas. But when it comes to worldview, how are you going to inculcate Scripture and and thinking biblically um, to a generation within a culture that really has largely wanted to dismiss that?
1: I think our uh, our interim head of school is a man named Mark Davis, and he was the head at Covenant Day for uh, 12 years before he came to help us. And at our recent interest meetings, he described Christian education with a great visual. He talked about ice cream, and he said a lot of people think of Christian education as being sprinkles, you just, mm-hmm. here's your education, we'll just sprinkle a little bit of chapel on it mm-hmm. we'll sprinkle a little bit of Bible class Love on that. it. Yeah. Um, but it's basically just a topping. Yeah. Uh, what Christian education should be is more like fudge ripple that is just, um, you know, woven into the mm-hmm. entire mound of ice cream. Hmm. And so we don't aim to be just a Christian school that has chapel and Bible. Um, But it's part of everything from sports to arts to the industrial um, arts to the classroom, um, the culture, the very culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your faith ought to be something you visit, but ought to be something that is that seeps from your pores. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are you going to have chapels? Are you going to have are you going to have? Campus groups, Fellowship Christian Athletes, Young Life, or anything like oh, that. Yes. Are you what 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 are you going to use to su- support? I guess the spiritual journey of your students in this.
1: Well, one thing I think is we've been blessed with is we've got a lot of Young Life DNA in our staff already, mm-hmm. and um, you know my history with Young Life. Nicole's kids are involved with Young Life; they do a great job connecting with. Young people Mm -hmm. and introducing them to Jesus and um, allowing them to see the joy and the fun of it rather than the rules and the boring stuff. So, um, we've hired several people, one of whom is a student life director, and her entire job is to inject levity and spontaneity and fun into the environment and to the day Mm -hmm. for a kid. And so we're really coming at this from a very student-centered focus and trying to um, make Ambassador Christian a place that they want to be mm. and that they're bought in on all levels. Mm.
0: Excellent. Nicole, uh, we're, we're out of time for this episode. We'll hit it again in, in, a, in uh, our next episode. But if somebody are saying, oh, I'm in. I, I, I need information. I, I want to talk to somebody. How, how do they find out more about Ambassador Christian?
2: You can go to our website. It's ambassadorchristian.net, ambassadorchristian.net. And we have a whole host of... um tabs on our website and lots of information. And, you know, if, if anybody wants to contact Melissa or me or anybody else on our team, you know, you're welcome to send us an email at ambassadorchristian.net. On the website, there's mm-hmm. links to our um, our email, and we'd love to connect.
0: Excellent. Well, Melissa and Nicole, thank you so much for, for starting to share with us the vision of of uh, what God's doing in your life to lead you to the founding of this this great opportunity of a Christian high school in Lake Norman r- region. And to all of you who are listening, I, I hope you'll be, thought. you know, people ask me all the time, well, what do you think parents should be doing uh, for education for their kids? And I say, well, that's not my job. You're the parent. I'm not. Um, you know, for some parents, yeah, their kids survive, do well, even flourish at times in public schools. Others choose homeschooling um, and and others choose a private school of, of this type or that. Um, but for many people, a Christian education is something that, that allows the partnership that should exist between. The home and church and school to flourish and when that flourishes it's good for the kids ultimately it's always a spiritual journey ultimately it's always a work of the Holy Spirit as the student engages with truth but when we can come together in a systematic team approach to help our kids grow in the nurture and admonition of the word of God it helps move them toward that right direction and as the, the, the Proverbs tells us to train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it that's a that's a truism it's not a promise but here's what it does that word hanah which is train is to get them started on the right path, like a rose on a trellis or a racehorse horse in a, a starting gate. It gets them going in the right direction. So, Nicole and Melissa, thank you so much for being with me today. And we're going to look forward to talking a little bit more about the whys of education. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you'll tell others about Life Talks. I hope you'll tell others about Ambassador Christian. And until next time, thanks as always for joining us here at Life Talks. You've been listening to Live Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new
1: episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Live Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.